Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for October 12th, 2008. And we're going to pick up on this last article. Uh, and that article, uh, again, was from um, Stephen Vincent at endthefed.us, which was entitled uh, Financial and Economic Meltdown in Progress Now. And in today's headlines, he's just giving some examples here. Uh, one of the headlines read, Stocks in the U.S. tumble as Dow Industrials drop below 9,000. GM, Exxon, Slide. Mutual fund withdrawals jump to $72 billion. So mutual fund withdrawals jump to $72 billion as investors seek haven. GM, as in General Motors, shares fall to the lowest level since 1950. Leverage loan index plummets to record as hedge funds, banks sell assets. Uh, this one reads, U.S. Treasury plan bank plans bank stake purchases within weeks to shore up capital. And again, that's about the fascism, the government buying up the banks. Iceland seizes cap thing as banking industry collapses under, weight, under debt weight. And then Bush will meet with G7 finance chiefs to tackle credit crisis. Libra holds central banks hostage as London rate freezes worldwide lending. Fear trumps greed as market worries amplified news paralyzes world economy. And then central banks fail to alleviate logjam and money crisis. Goes on to say, as I predicted, a global summit is being announced at which the bankster dictators will tell us their plans for remaking the world economy in their image. See, it's not enough to have what they've got now. They want it all. It's like that James Bond, the world is not enough, that one you know, movie or whatever he made. Anticipate a new global financial regulatory body, perhaps even a new world central bank, and moves in the direction of a world currency. Please note that participation in such by the United States is predicted is predicated upon ratification by Congress. If the banker dictatorship bypasses this requirement, we can take that as further evidence that the Constitution has now been suspended and the dictatorship is a concrete reality in America now. State and municipal government bankruptcies will likely be within the next few weeks. Can you imagine that? State and municipal government bankruptcies? Likely within the next few weeks? See, I really believe, as, as uh, Cutting Edge has predicted, that they're going to make this so horrific, so horrific, things that are going to be happening, and people's hearts are going to be failing them for fear of what's coming upon the earth. That these people are going to do anything. They're going to do whatever it takes. Mark of the beast, no problem. No problem. Whatever it takes, Mr. Government. Everything. Now, now, okay. Imagine. And I've said this before. I've had this scenario before that I put out there. Imagine, though. We're talking about one thing today. We're talking about global economic meltdown. Okay, that's one facet of our life. What if this was done in conjunction with something like, let's say, World War III broke out in the Middle East? So we had that scenario. Or let's say a suitcase nuke on American soil. Okay, so we have World War III going. Or, and or, what if avian flu outbreak happened? And I've talked extensively about the avian flu. I've got whole PowerPoint presentations up on YouTube in regard to that. Uh, what, you know, if that happened, what that will do is further amplify and further terrorize the global citizens and make them even more amiable to doing whatever Mr. Big Brother government devil says to do. Now, I haven't talked about what if this whole alien agenda UFO thing plays out even more. Now, I'm not being dogmatic here, but there's all these predictions right now from New Age channelers, from these supposed ascended masters. Most likely, I believe this devil betrayal, or Lord Maitreya, is going to be the head of them. That's what they've said. There's, is their head. That he may be the Antichrist. I think, there's a, I think we've painted a very good um, Likelihood that he will be the Antichrist, or if bare minimum, he's going to play a major part in the end time deception. If they come along and make a mass appearance, all these New Age channelers are saying it's going to happen. A lot of them are saying it's going to happen October 15th. Now, I'm not going to be dogmatic, but there is all kind of stuff up on the internet right now where they're saying this is going to take place. What if it did? Ask yourself, Christian, how would you react to that as well if all of this other stuff was happening? 
it's going to amplify things, is what I'm saying here. Okay, so I believe this is all by design, and they're going to use the maximum amount of terror to motivate people to get in line and go in line with their agenda. And you not doing that may cost you your life. I don't know. I don't know. And I've done um, a teaching on overcoming and protection and fear of the Lord. You might want to access that. Just do a just put in overcoming or just the part of the word overcoming, and uh, you'll see my teaching on that because that's a whole other subject. I just don't have time to get into today. But if you're worried about overcoming in the times we're going into, you need to listen to that teaching because I'm going to try to give it to you from a biblical standpoint. This goes on to say that if you are in Massachusetts or California and rely upon state assistance, please prepare for disruptions. Each of us must now decide what this means for us. You must make concrete preparations now. We are in an emergency situation, albeit a concocted and engineered crisis. This is an economic 9-11. And the measures following it are new versions of the Patriot Act and the Military Commissions Act. Let's spring into action and inform the population of what is transpiring. People need to know, one, America is now in a dictatorship. Two, to oppose the banker dictatorship. Three, the financial 9-11 that we're experiencing right now is a scam and it's contrived. Four, no emergency powers for wannabe dictators. Five, restore the constitutional government now. Now, do I think anything these things are really going to happen now? I really don't. I think evil men and seducers are going to wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And I think God is the one sending the strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth. I think we're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars and these types of things. But let your not heart be troubled, because these are just the beginning of sorrows. This is the beginning of sorrows. I'm just, it's going to be rubber meets the road. We're going to be tested. We're going to be tried. Jesus talked about, you know, I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. What is that? Well, if we go back, um, I believe it's in Peter, talks about that's the trial of our faith. It's what Jesus Christ had to endure. It's what the um, apostles had to endure. It's what a lot of the martyrs had to endure. Now, I, I'm not going to say and be dogmatic that it's going to be the exact same cookie cutter for everybody. I don't know. It's not going to be that way. And that's why the Bible says, pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this world. Not everybody is going to be destroyed, okay? Not everybody is going to have their head lopped off. I just don't believe that. God always preserves a remnant. So again, see my teaching on overcoming because, you know, you just, you have to always maintain hope. But hope in the Word of God. Hope in what the Bible says. And if worst case scenario does happen, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. If you were to have to sacrifice your life in, in order for the stance you've taken with the Bible and, and through the Lord Jesus Christ, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Okay, That is actually your door to heaven. I know it's hard to look at it that way, but that's the way it really is. Then he goes on to um, end it by saying, Once again, I pray to God that I am an utter fool and an alarmist. That's what he says. Okay. I mean, I like the way this guy writes. He writes, in a, from what I can see, in a very humble manner. I pray to God that, I'm, that I am an utter fool and an alarmist. Please, God, let me be completely wrong. Or if not wrong, let this come to pass with a longer time frame so that the good people can be better prepared for the inevitable. Please watch over us. Your friend in freedom, Steve Vinson. I like the way that man writes. That's a humble way to write. And he is he is www.endthefed.us And then uh, End the Fed Action Groups RestoreThePublic.net Now there's a big push, and I left most of that out in this teaching of, we've got to mobilize and do this and do that, and you know, you know it's like, okay, we're going to take up arms and we're going to start killing people. No, come on. That is not biblical. Jesus Christ said, if my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight. Okay, now I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to get dogmatic either the other way and say, oh no, just let him come in and ransack you and ravish your family. Okay? The Bible says, he that provideth not for his own is an infidel and has denied the faith. So I don't think that's biblical either. I think, again, we need to have a biblical balance. But for us to go out and, and actively kill people 
because they're pushing some evil agenda. That's not biblical either. Jesus Christ didn't do that. The apostles didn't do that. The martyrs didn't do that. Okay, so let's have a biblical balance here with this whole thing, which is what I always try to, to maintain with this ministry. Not saying I'm always successful, but in as much as I can, I try. So this next article is from Pastor Mike Slattery. This just came out October 10th. Um, and no, Pastor Slattery, um, just, you know, we need to pray for him. He's going through some um, personal uh, issues with his family, and we just need to pray for him and, and uh, his ministry. And that's all I'm going to really say about that. Um, and God bless him. He says, now that the other shoe has dropped, or so you think, everyone is in a panic. Folks are calling us to about buying silver and gold. Now, again, I've told this before, Pastor Slatter is about the most knowledgeable person I know of in regard to the subject of silver or gold. Okay, and he's about one of the only ones I trust in regard to that matter too. So, he says, folks are calling us about buying silver and gold. This is Pastor Slattery. This is just, you know, uh, two days ago. He says, they want to buy it, meaning the silver, for 50 cents over spot value. Now, what that means is if the... Um, the market for the day says that silver is 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 um, worth thirteen dollars an ounce. They want to buy it for thirteen fifty. Okay, that's that's buying for fifty cent over spot. Okay, it's just so you know. He says, "Well, folks, those days are over. The bullion on Comex listing is for paper contract that almost no one will ever take possession of. So, in other words, people are buying, let's say, gold bullion on paper. They're never going to get it." It's like putting a whole bunch of your money in the bank right now. There's a good chance you're never going to see that money. Because if the banks implode, where'd your money go? Into thin air. That's why it's very important to listen to this whole teaching that I'm doing today. Because I'm covering a lot of different points. A lot of different, very important points. Particularly this section I'm doing right now. He says, and I... and. The, Pastor Slaughter is not the only one saying this. I've heard this from several people. That you can't, even if even though silver and gold right now are at a really good price, it's being artificially suppressed by the globalist elite. The, the price that those are at, it really shouldn't be there. It should be much, much higher. But for now, they've been to artificially suppress the price. Okay. As a result, though, all of the gold and silver, particularly in the smaller denominations, has pretty much all been bought up. You can't get it. Or if you get it, you're going to really pay for it. You're going to pay a lot more than spot. The real stuff, on the other hand, is in scarce supply. In other words, the real stuff not meaning stuff you buy on paper. Silver is selling for way over its spot price. Kitco is actually paying a dollar thirty-five over spot so that they can just have some for sale to others. Now let me tell you something. If Kitco is paying a dollar thirty-five over spot, for silver, let's say it's it's selling for thirteen. Kitco's paying fourteen thirty-five. Do you realize what they're going to charge you to buy it? I don't even know. Probably another at least another buck fifty over that. I mean, they have to make it worth their while, don't they? They're a business. Normally, in times past, these companies wouldn't ever buy over spot ever. I've never even heard of this. I mean, I'm sure during maybe times when the you know, there are certain ex uh, extenuating circumstances where that might be the case, but it's not normal, okay? Normally they buy well under spot, but they're actually paying for these metals a buck thirty-five over spot right now. In fact, they, meaning Kitco, do not even list them on sale or any other silver other than 100 ounce silver bars. That's all you can buy from them. 100 ounce silver bars. That's not exactly a real convenient way to get silver. I mean, it'd be one thing if you had a 100-ounce silver bar, but if if times got bad, how are you going to use that as a bartering tool? I mean, it's not broken up. You can't, you know, how are you going to make change on that thing? You know? If you wanted to buy a big ticket item, that would be fine. So anyway, that's just something to think about here. The president has no idea what he's talking about. Secretary Paulson is a shill, and all you folks who thought that they had money while in fact they were bleeding the value on their home and all you folks who thought that they had and the folks that thought they had money while in fact they were bleeding the value on their home on a reverse mortgage or some other home equity loan 
are going to wake up one morning to nothing but the realization of the slavery that they have been in all this time. This is some harsh stuff we're talking about today. But it's pretty much confirmation after confirmation. So here it goes. He says, okay, I'm going to say this one more time. Now, Pastor Slattery's been saying this for years. Number one, get your money out of the banks. Get your money out of anything connected to a social security number. Sell your stocks. And then he says, oh, you don't think they can go any lower? (laughs) Yeah, they can. Buy gold and silver and food and ammunition and make sure your property taxes are paid up. Now this is what he's saying. Pay your rent up a few months ahead if possible. Buy a diesel generator. Do not give one penny to a government that in agency that they do not force from you. And that includes any 501c3 organization. What would that imply? Don't give your money to a 501c3 corporate church or ministry. I don't. I don't give my money to those things. And that's 99.99% of all churches and ministries, unfortunately. I hate to say it, but that's the case. Be careful where you put your financial giving. Because you are accountable to God for this. There's very few ministries out there that aren't that way. Okay? I I am one. I don't know. There, I know there's others. Um, Charles Manus has one uh, where, where he has it for uh, widows and orphans over in um, the Ukraine. But there's so few. I, I mean, I'm talking, there's just so few. Here's another option. Okay, then he says, pay your property off if possible. And if you live in an urban area, start thinking about other possibilities. Now... There's another option here on this one. I'm not disagreeing with him, but I'm saying there's another option here. If you want to go even further than that. Okay, because here's the deal. You pay your property off, doesn't really matter. They can still take your house from you. They can still, they know where you're at as well. Now, I'm I'm talking, right now, I'm talking real worst case scenario. But it's going to come to this, eventually. It's going to come to this. If you pay your property off and you own it, you just become a gigantic target to them. Why? Because you have an asset that they want. They want it to, They want it all, remember. The world is not enough. They want it all. You're sitting duck as far as I'm concerned. What you may want to do as another option is go out, and if you don't have one, get a truck. Do what you've got to do. And either get a truck or something that you can pull either a fifth wheel fifth wheel or a travel trailer with okay and there's a book that you might want to buy called how to be invisible by a guy named jj luna how to be invisible by jj luna and there's ways that you can title that vehicle that's perfectly legal and or the travel trailer or fifth wheel which protects your privacy to a much greater degree the thing the option that you have if you have a fifth wheel or a truck you can go and you can go on a moment's notice you don't have an address where they can necessarily know exactly where you're at. Now, I don't think there's anything unbiblical about what I'm talking about here. I'm just talking about you may want to do this. You may not. It's different for everybody. Do as the Lord convicts you to do. And if you have a fifth wheel and truck, if you really want to go the distance, buy some solar panels for it. Go up on Amazon.com. They've got windmills you can buy for like four or $500. You can actually mount these things on the vehicle. I saw one the other night on the, on the uh, 6 o'clock news. They showed this guy. This guy was totally self-sufficient. Between his windmill and the solar panels on his... on his, um, I think he had a little RV is what he had. He actually even collected the rain that fell on the um, roof. He had his own water supply from the rain that fell. He was totally self-sufficient. He wasn't, he wasn't dependent upon the power grid, upon their electricity. He wasn't dependent upon them for water. Tell you what, you want to be as undependent upon any governmental, I don't, I'm talking about electricity as well. If you can, if it is all possible, you want to be as undependent upon that system as possible. Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and you will be a children, and I will be a father unto you, and you will be my children. I'm just giving that as an example. Okay? So maybe something that you want to do. I don't. I can't exactly tell you how to do all this stuff. Okay. Um, 
there's a lot of things I'd like to do that I haven't done. But I'm telling you, if you have the money to do it, you might want to think about what I just said. Okay? This boils down to protecting... It's not about protecting you. Many times it's about protecting your family. Okay? Now, another thing that I thought was really neat that I've seen. Alex Jones has this machine up on his website. It's called an Echo Blue. If you go up to his homepage, you'll see all these... I mean, the guy's trying to sell, I don't know how many things, but this Echo Blue machine is on the right-hand side. There's a link. It'll say Echo Blue. This machine is so cool. It is. It looks like a water cooler machine without the water thing on top. It is a machine that actually takes the humidity out of the air and makes water and can make up to seven gallons a day out of the humidity in the air. And guess what? It goes through like a seven-stage filtration, reverse osmosis, UV, everything. So the water that you're getting out of it is crystal clear, purified. You don't have to worry about them putting poisons in the municipal water supply like chlorine and fluoride, which fluoride can be very hard to get out of. You're actually getting it, extracting it from the air. And again, now you're off the grid, totally. I'm just telling you, you may want to do these things. You may want to go to, um, if you haven't already bought, you know, things like freeze-dried food online, you may want to go to your local, like, around where I live, we have, like, this uh, grocery store called Save-A-Lot or Big Lots. These are stores where, you know, you get things at a discount, or you might want to buy a whole bunch of rice. Uh, you might want to buy, you know, um, you want to make sure you have protein, too, because you just don't want to live off carbohydrates. You have to have protein as well, and fats, good fats, like olive oil. Um, you can buy tuna in the cans. And I know tuna has some mercury in it, okay? But, you know, listen, we're getting to a time where we're not going to be able to be choosy. I think we we're coming into a time, I mean, if you look at the Great Depression, they were happy to get anything pretty much to eat, okay? And um, you just want to be prepared. You want to be prepared for this. You know, you should have some mild silver protein on hand, too, because if we get hit with one of these plagues, you know, I really believe the Lord showed me that product. And I've done, I've given all my emergency, um, I did a uh, teaching on the avian flu that I even put it on Sermon Audio. You can, you can uh, research that. And I, give, I get into all the emergency health things that you can do there. I have a PDF on Sermon Audio. You can click into and it shows you everything. Just put in avian in my search box on my homepage, avian, and... Uh, uh, it'll take you to that. Or even maybe on flu. Flu, just even the word flu. And it'll show you all the recommendations there. Um, my website's dr-johnson.com. dr-johnson.com for that. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that you should have been doing, okay? If the Lord convicted you, okay? If the Lord convicted you to do these, I don't want you to be motivated out of fear or out of something I'm telling you. But if you feel convicted by the Lord, these are some things that you can do. And that's just kind of a partial list, but hopefully it'll maybe get you moving in the right direction. So if we go further, then Pastor Slattery says, what to watch for. He says, a bank holiday. Now we've had two other people say this too, and I've had people, I put out an article last week from that Hawk guy, and you know he was making a lot of possible prophetic predictions. Not really prophetic, but, you know. And I... I gave a disclaimer and I said, listen, I'm not saying all this is going to happen right now in this exact time frame, but this is what a lot of people are saying. I don't care if somebody's out there saying it's a hoax or not. There's a lot of people that are saying it's going to happen. And even Pastor Slattery says, watch out for a bank holiday where they shut down the banking system. Well, you're going to see real panic then, most likely. He says, watch out for military tr troops in the streets of major cities. We're going to talk about that. Um... He says, the bond market, in my opinion, is next. In other words, is the next to go down. Market down, the last foot has not yet dropped. The last shoe, I think, is what he meant to say. The fat lady has not yet sung, and you will see the pigs fly before this is all over. That was the end of what Pastor Slattery said. Here's another friend of mine, a friend that I know personally. Um, is Doug. He lives in my area. And he put out this email the other day, and this is what he, this was the intro into this email. And I thought it was very good, so I'm going to read it. He says, I've been warned for years by various reliable and some questionable sources on the, on the current multifaceted crises. 
The quest for a one-world government and the financial system in the hands of the inner circle of the world's ruling elite. Read Revelation and Daniel. Three months ago, Nick Garano, a former publisher of the Wall Street Underground and now the publisher of the Wall Street Insider, came out from three years of hiding to be... From three years of hiding due to very real attempts on his, on his life and his family's life and prognosticated almost exactly what is happening in the banking and the investment world right now and at the very present threats of martial law. Please read this over. I know much, if, in other words, this article that we're going to be talking about next. I know much, if not all, is true to a lesser or even a greater extent. If it is so, what line of defense do we take? The presidential race is predetermined already. The other things are happening as we breathe. Now, again, this presidential race, it's a joke. Okay? It's fodder for us to focus on, is what it is. Okay? It's predetermined. The voting process in this country is totally, totally rigged. Well, bless God, I'm a good American. I'm going to go vote. Your vote doesn't mean anything. You would be much better off getting on your knees and praying and crying out to God. I don't remember Jesus being at the voting booth. I really don't. I'm sorry. And again, all you're going to be able to do is vote for the lesser of two evils, but it doesn't matter because they're both evil. They're both evil. We're not commanded to vote for any evil. Okay? It's predetermined. Look up, go up to YouTube and key in HBO and Diebold. D-I-E-B-O-L-D, I believe. Or just Diebold. Scam. Just key that in. And see what you get. HBO did a whole documentary on how the Diebold voting machines, which are the dominant voting machines right now, are, are totally, totally rigged, biased, a joke. It's been so well proven. Vote scam. Go Just key and vote scam on the internet. Blackboxvoting.org. Pretty sure it's .org, not .com. Just, just go to those sites and see if you can refute any of that information that they put forth. Okay, anyway, look at the, then he goes on to say, look at the market today and look at all the cameras along the interstates, the former military bases that have been turned into internment camps, our militarized police and deputies and the utterly corrupt judiciary. You cannot have enough weaponry and ammo to fend them off with their high-tech weapons. We must trust in God, ask Him for wisdom and prepare to protect our families. What to do? We must fervently pray to the Lord for wisdom. 95 plus percent of the people are clueless. But many of them are sensing something is seriously and desperately wrong. When martial law is declared in much of the scenario described below blossoms, it will be too late for people to do anything meaningful to resist. And then he's writing to this man named Dan. He says, Dan, I know you were heavily involved in Chuck. Heavily involved for Chuck. Chuck Baldwin, I think, is what he's referred to. And Daryl and the Constitution Party. But they are not going to be elected. They're not going to be elected. You have been involved with the election fraud situation and you know what they will do. It's rigged. It's predetermined. If Barack Hussein Obama is their man, he will win. You know, and granted, the Lord's the one that sets up one ruler and puts another down. The Bible's clear on that. But I believe the Lord's letting these wicked people be, be set over us because... We're a wicked nation. And judgment is nigh. We deserve judgment. We deserve it. Collectively, I'm talking about, as a nation. Obama, if Obama's their man, he will win no matter what, no matter the vote and the delegate votes by the Electoral College. I sense in my spirit that we would serve our families and our fellow man more by sounding the trumpet to our friends, family, and neighbors' ears until they wake up. Maybe you've already done that. Uh, than we would if we were trying to elect a congressman, presidents, and commissioners that will never be elected. Okay, What good will rearranging the deck on the chairs of the Titanic do? That's a great analogy. Listen to that again. What good will rearranging the deck, the deck chairs on the Titanic do? When it would serve people to far more send up flares at the passing freighters to pull alongside us and to get us off the boat altogether. I mean, the Titanic's going down. What's the gonna good is it gonna do to rearrange the deck chairs if it's going down? Is is the point? Which is all you're really doing if you're concentrating on this election. It's irretrievably broken. Now, if we go to Second Chronicles seven fourteen, 
Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will hear their land. What if they don't? What if they don't humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from their wicked ways? Well, maybe he's not going to hear you from heaven and forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now, collectively, I don't believe this is going to happen. The church is way too apathetic, way too lukewarm, but individually, it can happen. Then it says in verse 15, Now mine eyes, if you do all this, in other words, now mine eyes shall be open and mine ears attent unto the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and mine eyes and mine heart shall be there perpetually. He says that this verse that we just read is, is the current reality for all of us who are born again Christians and especially those for us who are called by his name. Proverbs 22 verse 3 says, a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Now again, I would say, say see my teaching on overcoming. Just all you got to do is can overcoming, over, you know, or oversee. I mean, just part of the word and you'll find it. Or there's another one you might want to listen to called a door of hope. The door of hope, which we talk about in precatory prayers, which is something that's never hardly ever talked about. That's another very important one, moving into the times we're, we're moving into, that has totally been uh, pretty much ignored by the modern day church. This next article, is, which, which is what Doug was talking about, is an article entitled uh, from Fred Marshall Jr. This is from October 5th, this year, 2008. It says, When Will Martial Law Be Declared? That's the title of this article. He says, Martial Law <clears throat> Isn't Far Away. For two decades, the U.S. government has been preparing for it, using the ungodly huge FEMA budgets and now Homeland Security budgets. Local police departments, sheriffs departments, highway patrol forces have been trained and equipped to military standards. Countless joint training exercises have been conducted all across the country to get them all, quote, up to speed. They have practiced door-to-door house searches, concentrating mainly on the forced confiscation of privately owned firearms and apprehension and detention of dissidents. They even use children to supplement technology to help them find which homes contain firearms and their locations within the homes. I believe that's part of that D.A.R.E. program that they have, where they're actually using little children to become little uh, spies and narcs for the government, for Big Brother. Foreign troops have been trained for many years on U.S. soil and have achieved efficiency in some of the same techniques. Foreign troops are essential, as they will have less reservation when the time comes to confiscate weapons and shoot resistors. Recently, President Bush ordered the 1st Brigade of the 3rd Infantry Infantry Division, home based in Fort Stewart, Georgia, back early from Iraq, ostensibly to serve as a quick reactionary force for crowd control and to quell potential insurrections. The real purpose, however, is far more ominous. That hasn't gotten much mention in the mainstream media, but it is a confirmed fact. It was even up on the Army website. They had it up there for two or three days, I think, and took it down real quick. I have personally talked to several senior non-commissioned officers of the returning brigade. This guy's personally talked to them. For the non-military among you, an infantry infantry brigade is composed of 3,500 men. The economy is about to collapse. Then the dollar will completely be destroyed. The former is likely to occur not later than a week after the election and possibly before. Now, that's his take on this. I'm not going to be dogmatic and become a date setter. Okay? But he says the former meaning the, the uh, dollar will completely be destroyed, is likely to occur not later than a week after the election, possibly before, if we even have an election. Because if Bush implements martial law, the elections are suspended. And this is why, again, he wants to push it, because he doesn't want to go out of office. He's a madman at this point. The later will become, the later will come before the Ides of March. Okay, and that's March. There's a... You ha- to un- to, in order to understand the Ides of March, you have to go up and actually do a keyword search to understand the definition of the Ides of March. I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail today, but it's I-D-E-S of March. Then he says, I don't know when the former merger of the United States, Mexico, and Canada will occur. The target date is that it is to be complete and functional by 2010, but I suspect within the next year but more probably sooner. Progress is being made much faster than planners anticipated. I don't really 
agree with that statement. I don't believe progress has been made. If they had their way, all of this would have been done in 1984. That was why we had George Orwell's 1984 uh, thing that he put out, okay, about Big Brother and the whole nine yards. No, they, they have, their timetable has continually been pushed back. I believe that's purely the mercy from the Lord Jesus Christ. He's given us more time to prepare. Progress is being made much faster, he says. It stands to reason that many Americans and Canadians will vehemently oppose such a sovereignty-destroying move. Therefore, it is imperative that the population be disarmed before they try to pull that off. Disarming the population cannot be done without the powers of martial law, so that it will precede the disarmament. I won't even hazard a guess as to who will be in charge of this. Bush could do it at any time. Up till midnight, January 19th, 2009. If he does it before the November elections, then he could suspend elections and remain president, possibly for up to two more years. Or it could be done shortly after the inauguration of President Obama or McCain. It's hard to tell which one of these men behind the curtain they have actually anointed. Now remember, he's basically saying it like it's a foregone conclusion, that this is all by design, and this is just part of their plan. You know, it's not this... It's All this chaos isn't being done without a lot of foreknowledge, in other words. Rest assured, they have anointed one or the other, and the results of this sham election have been predetermined already, as we've stated before. Too much is at stake at this critical juncture in history, and nothing will be left to chance. September 11, 2001 has taught us that, if it taught us nothing else. On the other hand, Hitler spent several years putting in place the legislation he needed and establishing the mood among the people he needed before openly assuming dictatorial powers. Why would George Bush or any other president spend eight years laying the groundwork and then, when the final bricks are in place, turn it all over to a Barack Obama or John McCain? It's a pretty good point. Why would he not just go ahead and do it himself? Considering the logical answer to that question, it seems more likely that he will do it and suspend the elections. But who can know for certain? Somebody does, but it's not us, folks. Well, the Lord Jesus Christ knows. Okay, We don't know much about Obama other than, other than more likely than not, he's a devout Muslim. That's been proven. Totally proven at this point. In fact, I just put out an email yesterday and it gives you link after link after link proving that. Not to say that, that, you know, I'm for McCain either, because it's, it's just two sides of the same wicked coin. The evidence buttressing this belief is substantial. He'd be perfect for the job since Muslims aren't too fond of Christians, and American people anyway. Okay? In other words, Obama being in there. The project for a new American century laid out its plan shortly after being found, founded in the early 19, 19- 97. Plans which included the events that we saw unfold on September 11, 2001. The crash of the stock market and the economy must occur. And that likely will trigger, be the trigger for martial law. Then will come the disarmament, followed shortly by the collapse of the American dollar. The merger of the three countries into the North American Union and the issue of the Amero will happen simultaneously and the takeover will be complete. And at that point, three of the four major areas of the world will have been federalized or unionized. None of the European nations favored the European Union, but they got it anyway. Most of them are still scratching their heads wondering just how it was done. The African Union is already complete. Once the North American Union is formed, they'll move quickly to absorb Central and South America, and the American uh, Union will be a reality. They're probably going to call that the South American Union. I don't know how far along they are with the Pacific Union, but you can bet your last useless buck that all the groundwork is in place and the trap is ready to be sprung. Now, the Bible talks a lot lot about the ten kingdoms of, you know, uh, of of Daniel and the Revelation and these types of things and there's going to be ten uh, different areas and they have already got these the North American Union is one of the ten okay they haven't all been fully implemented yet but um, that that's that's already been laid in place as well everything will move rather quickly once the United States population has been disarmed and subdued the cons- constitutions for the unions all have already been written And those who have seen them all say that the human and individual rights are not rights at all, but are really privileges granted by the state. Years of preparation have gone into this. Make no mistake about that. The moneyed vultures are determined to have the world government under the one central command that would be geographically located almost anywhere, including underground. The secret 
quote, continuity of government project has taken some 20 years to build the elaborate, self-contained, and completely powered underground facilities with all technology, accommodations, and comforts necessary to house our government and the families of those that are chosen. In other words, they've been saying for a long time that when all this stuff starts to go down, there's a high likelihood our government will move underground and they, they can let all the sheeple people fight it out and or the government and military take over and take control so they don't have to deal with any of the uh, uh, the mess up on the uh, land. Much of the groundwork was laid in the 1990s with NAFTA and GATT were signed, followed by CAFTA and the designation of the FTAA. It's all about maximizing profits for mega corporations, eradicating borders between and among nations, and establishing a centralized one world rule. See, this is what happened at the Tower of Babel. All the, all the nations, all the people had come together in one spot, and wickedness ensued, and God had to split them up, essentially. Okay, but now it's coming back to where it was at the Tower of Babel, where everybody's coming back together again. One world government, one world political system, one world religious system. And it's always, the, the result of that is always wickedness. I mean, unless Jesus Christ is ruling over that one world body, and he's not at this point, like, gra- like gradually boiling a frog by ratcheting up the heat, we have been conditioned to accept whatever is dished out. Half our population have been sickened and fattened to the point where they'll be unable to physically resist much of anything. That's a proven point, too. If you look at the uh, charts for obesity, like since like the 70s, and you look at these charts, we literally, America has been like fattened for the slaughter. The obesity rates have conditionally went up and went up and went up in almost every state now. It's, it's like an epidemic proportions. Once martial law is in effect, a massive propaganda campaign will be launched to promote the voluntary microchipping of people with radio frequency identification devices. Now, I don't know if they're going to be that bold that quick. Okay, I believe that this that the that the microchipping has to occur definitely in the tribulation. Okay, under the, the direct rule of Antichrist. So his timetable may be a little bit aggressive, and I think it is. Okay, and again, this is one other view. I'm not saying I endorse every single thing that he's saying. Okay, but again, what we're doing is we're gleaning. We're gleaning from different people essentially saying the same things. But they all have their own little different take on things. Um, and then he talks about this RFID chip. Once a good portion has accepted them without resisting, then the rest of us will be either forced to have the implants. Um, now again, if, if you're ever, you know, like the Bible talks about buying or selling, you know, say he has the mark of the beast or whatever, don't ever take the mark because it is instant damnation. You will be damned. If you take the mark, the Bible says that's very, very, very clear. So, you know, and, you know, if you don't, most likely, if it gets to that point in the tribulation, the alternative is probably going to be beheading. So, I'm just telling you, don't do it. It's not worth eternity in the lake of fire. Nothing is worth that. But you can only do it through the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, it's your only hope. It, it is. That is it. And His Word. Memorize His Word. Now, the King James Bible... While you have a Bible. So if we go further, uh, he's saying the implementation will either be done by physical force or by, ne- by denying us our ability to buy or sell or conduct any business transactions whatsoever. Now again, I believe that's well into the tribulation that that's fully going to be implemented. People will have to eat, so they will do whatever is necessary to obtain food and water to, to sustain their families. Those who refuse to be chipped will either be forcibly chipped or ushered away to concentration camps. Now, the one thing I don't like about this, this way this guy writes is it, there's no hope in the way he writes. There's, there's none. There's no biblical balance whatsoever. Now, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to pepper every article with that so that we don't get our eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? Martial law is something with, is something that which most people are not familiar with. Although, we have heard the term and have vague ideas of what it entails. Few really understand it and most mistakenly believe we don't have sufficient troops to enforce it. That's a grave misconception. Most of our troops will remain deployed overseas with only a skeleton command groups on U.S. soil. Foreign troops under the U.S. command will be deployed here. They're already here, as far as I can see. They've been here for years. Checkpoints will be established at already predetermined geographical locations. We will be free to travel most anywhere within the sectors in which we live and will be unimpeded until we reach a checkpoint position on the roadways at the perimeters of our sectors. Okay, it's just like it was in Germany. Then when you get to the checkpoint, you got to have your papers. You know? 
Now, remember, again, what I said. The Bible says that he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. This is evil tidings we're talking about today. Psalm 56, verse 3 says, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Now, here's how you can memorize that verse real easy. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Psalm 56, 3. So, and if you can use music to help you do it, Awana has a whole bunch of um, tapes that they've used uh, to memorizing scripture, but they unfortunately they um, have went over to where they're using NIVs, but they do have some KJV scripture memorization tapes that are really good. And I don't agree with what Awana is doing right now with you know their a lot of their things, but those tapes are good as far as memorizing King James scriptures. So if you go up to Awana and look for their scripture memorization tapes. Um, those are good. So, if we go further here, he says, we, we may be able to travel up to 20 or 50 miles, perhaps even 100 miles, without encountering a checkpoint. But once we hit one, we will be turned back unless we have legitimate and pre-verified purpose for going further. Enforcing martial law won't take nearly as many people as one might imagine. With the real-time communication technology and massive databases, most anything can be checked out on the spot. What will keep everyone in line once order is established will be fear. Fear of man. Fear of, you know, the world. Fear of what's going to happen to you. Not fear God. Once the word gets out that a few people have been shot for having attempted to leave an assigned sector, others will be docile as trained puppy dogs. They will stay where they are told to stay. Now again, this is why I said you might want to see that teaching I've done on Psalm 64. Uh, regarding imprecatory prayers in the door of hope. The Bible says in Psalm 64, Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They commune of lane of snares privily. They say, Who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. So they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away. And all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God. For they shall wisely consider of his doing. Now to me, that's where it's at. You're asking God to hide you from the secret counsel of the wicked. And you're asking him to judge wickedness. Okay? Why? That all men would see and fear and declare the work of God. That they would wisely consider of his doing. Many people will get saved if God starts to judge wickedness. That's always the fruit of God's judgment. When he judged Ananias and Sapphira, what was the fruit? The fruit was many got saved and great fear fell upon the Christians. That's what we need. Anyway, see, see my door of hope teaching. It'll be an encouragement to you. Especially in light of this type of information. Which I don't really like doing these types of studies. But I don't really have a choice. Uh, I just believe I have to do this to, in order to warn you. <clears throat> so if we go further... Moreover, most people have no idea how many law enforcement officers are in their area. Yes, you see one or two here and there, and you think nothing of it. From time to time, you see random checkpoints set up in four-lane highways, usually where the where there are medians with no turnarounds possible. If you've noticed, they've made the road systems very much more restricted in America. It's like everywhere I go now, it's like everything's constricted, and they've got all these medians set up everywhere, and you can't turn around, and it's just it's just Big Brother is is the way it seems. In those instances, task forces are typically made up of officers from a combination of police departments, sheriff departments, highway patrol, plus a few federal agents, DEA, BATF, FBI, and so on, and perhaps some National Guard or active duty military personnel. Once most private firearms have been seized, controlling the masses will be rather simple to accomplish. The Earth has more than 6 billion inhabitants. And it's growing at 80 to 90 million per year. That means a billion are added every 13 years or so. Extensive studies have been conducted by the elite who seek to rule over us have shown that the ideal population of Earth is between five and eight hundred million, and that is the goal of the men behind the curtain that they aim to achieve. Now, Ted Turner's even been more aggressive. He said two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty million. Okay? So for those numbers, there will be adequate food, housing, 
and work for all and there should be no severe poverty or hunger. Well, that's a bunch of garbage because if we were actually utilizing the resources on this planet properly and doing, we would have plenty of food for everybody, okay? But they just like to contrive these things and create these crises so they have an excuse to exterminate people and do what they do. It is much more desirable for them to rule over 800 million than to not be able than to try to rule over 6 or 7 billion. And again, the avian flu could definitely be the card they play. This weaponized flu could be the card that they would play in order to implement that. And again, I've got teachings up on YouTube and on Sermon Audio. Um, if you go up on YouTube, you can Dr. Scott Johnson and Avion, or Avion Flu. Going further, serving one's country in an uninf- in uninformed armed forces has traditionally been considered honorable. I don't know what he's trying to say there. Just serving one's country in the armed forces has traditionally been considered honorable because propaganda has conditioned the masses to believe that such brave men and women are serving and protecting their country. We are taught from childhood that it is patriotic to support our troops, but the horrid fact is that such people knowingly serve not the country, but to protect and expand the profits and best interests of corporations and governments. War is a racket, plain and simple. Those who participate in wars are considered expendable by those who send them to wars and invariable profits from them. And make no mistake, wars are started and fought for profits and and the control of real estate and resources previously not under the jurisdiction of the aggressor nation. This juggernaut is raging down the tracks at breakneck speed, determined to economically enslave masses and surrender control to rule of a few self-appointed elite few. After 50 years of skillful mental conditioning of the masses, the likelihood is slim to none. Too many have been exploited and persuaded to label the alert among us as kooks, nuts, conspiracy theorists, and alike. He goes on to say, the stock market... Uh, continue its five-day tumble into below the waterline again territory to today, dropping another 508 points. Uh, it goes on to say, still there are folks who cannot see the bottom falling out, and there are those who see it but deny it's happening. Meanwhile, the banksters and their corporate friends are getting rich, extracting money from us. Does that make Americans mad? A few, yes, but nowhere nearly enough of them. Most sadly, don't even... Uh, most sadly don't even know what the stock market is. Most sadly mistakenly believe McCain and Obama are telling them, believe that O'Kane and Obama are telling them um, the truth. When a typical person thinks or speaks of other people's money, the reference is to borrowing, financing, or leveraging transactions. When banksters, CEOs, and the senior staffs think of speaking of other people's money, they're referring to stealing their stockholders' money, their employees' pension funds, and the public's money. Businesses are closing their doors from sea to shining sea. Even eBay has laid off employees. Things are getting very serious. Anyone who isn't prepared to hunker down and survive hard times is in for a very rough ride. Martial law is on our doorsteps. The country has been taken from the people by the blood-sucking banksters and the corporate predators who are continuing waging war against the people. There is no longer a working constitution. There hasn't been for a long time. In closing, I invite all the readers to call me a kook or conspiracy nut on June 1st, 2009. Till then, people would be wise to pay attention. That's from Fred Marshall Jr. And here's the last article today. And I'm trying to finish this up before we get to the end of the uh, allotted time for the second part of the teaching. This one is entitled, The Troops Are Here, FEMA Sources Confirm Coming Martial Law, German-USA Parallels by Pastor Ed Watson. Um, Who was a pastor up on Sermon Audio that, that I recommend too. I am not in agreement with feminism, he said, but when looking for truth, we often miss it because we we so quickly dismiss those we disagree with on a particular issue and or reject all they have to say. He's in reference to that Naomi Campbell thing, the internet internet, um, interview with her up on YouTube and through Alex Jones, and it is a good interview. And although I know she's a feminist and she's wrote many books, pretty much for the most part what she's saying is true, okay? And, um, but anyway beyond that uh, he says a historic coup is taking place right now in America hidden in plain sight I used to wonder about Germans in World War II and what would lead up to it I thought how could so many people be duped into following so blindly their leaders into the acts of aggression and submit so willingly to oppression by their own government against them for people to do this most must believe their leader is a leader and not a public servant 
Their military must believe in protecting their commander-in-chief instead of the rule of law. They must believe God is with them. Um, on the German Nazis' belt buckles, they had a, a phrase that said, Gott mit UNS, which meant God with us. So in other words, they thought God was with them. Okay, They really were so delusional that they thought God was with them. And that's where a lot of our military is right now as well. He said, I talked to an army ranger last week, and when we told him, now this is Pastor Ed Watson, he talked to an army ranger last week, and when we told him of American troops going to be used against American civilians in times of unrest, his response, this wonderful army ranger, he should scare all of, all of the unsaved Americans. He said, I'll do what I gotta do. End of quote. To which I replied, you took an oath to defend the Constitution, and you do not have any have to obey illegal or immoral orders. He said, well, I'll do what I gotta do. Oh boy, isn't that just brilliant thinking, you know? So he says our troops are being trained now to not protect us, but to oppress us, and to kill us as far as I'm concerned. He's going to do what he's got to do. That includes death. Pre-World War II Hitler used the Bible and the effect of propaganda to make the German people believe he was a Christian. He trained clergy to use Romans 13 as a God-ordained ordinance to obey their government. Under him, he had taken pictures and published of himself coming out of a church and looking pious with a glowing cross above his head. Now, I have done a whole teaching on Romans 13, just key in Romans 13. I'm not even going to say anything more about that. I don't want to go down that rabbit trail. But it's been done in the past by Hitler. Obey the law of the land, okay? And um, another, and obey the, the powers that be, these types of things. See my teaching on Romans 13, and we, we get into that thoroughly. And then he goes on to say, He used the troops to fight the communist terrorists who set the fire to their Reichstag, which was completely staged, pre-planned, and carried out by his own government to consolidate power under Hitler. And then came the Night of the Long Knives, where they killed a lot of the brown shirts to eliminate any further competition. Then he goes on to say, What is truly frightening is to see the Christians following the exact same pattern under our government. Bush's grandfather, Prescott Bush, helped to finance the Nazis and launder Nazi money well into World War II. This is a proven fact. We talked about this last week in the Pharmacia thing with I.G. Farben. Okay? Uh, so Prescott Bush helped to finance the Nazis, launder Nazi money into World War II until their banks were shut down by the FBI for the for that very purpose. Christians today think they're being told the truth by NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, Fox, just like those who were under the influence of the Minister of Propaganda in Nazi Germany, Joseph Goebbels. The Americans today think themselves too good, too smart, too Christian, to be duped like the Germans were. Remember, pride goeth before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. Does anyone see any parallels yet? In Germany, people were fractured into so many groups that when their neighbors were taken away as suspects siding with the enemy, the people applauded the government for ridding it of their unpatriotic traitors until it was time for them. Their sons were killed for fighting in what is widely recognized now as evil today. Most knew nothing of death camps, and for all they knew, they were fighting against terrorism and for freedom. Why does the U.S. government have over 600 FEMA concentration camps, fully staffed, staffed but empty in the United States? Now, I've done a whole section on this in my Avion Flu presentation. You can go up there and look at um, on, the, on the concentration camps. These camps can contain 16 million Americans. If you want to find that on YouTube, just key in Dr. Scott Johnson and then concentration or camps. You'll find it. It's only 10 minutes long. Uh... These camps can contain 16 million Americans. Now, currently, we have 2 million prisoners in our prisons today. And now, we have we do have the pri highest prisoner per capita rate on the planet. Okay? But we have 2 million prisoners in our prisons today. It is, is there such a crime wave that we need to multiply that capacity times 8? Well, there will be when uh, martial law is implemented, most likely. Why did the president wage war on freedom in the name of fighting terrorism? Why do so many Christians still believe this nonsense and worse yet support it? 
We are given two phony choices, McCain and Obama, and are told, pick one. Are we to believe that the unbelieving McCain is the choice of the conservative Americans? Yet when a neoconservative is given the choice between the lesser of two evils, he will still always be forced to pick evil. I mean, if, you're, if, you, if you feel as though you have to do it, you're still going to pick evil. Being conformed to this world and being biblically illiterate. He thinks God is looking down from heaven and smiling on McCain because he or she is a nice guy or gal and supposedly loves their children and their pet dog. God says to abhor, and that is to utterly hate evil, and to not vote for even a little of it. To cleave to that which is good, and to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but to rather reprove them. When you stand before God, what will you tell him when you vote for McCain? You knew that you knew that God didn't like Obama? That's a great excuse. This nation is in serious trouble, and I mean beyond economically. We are soon to experience the judgment of God for our wickedness. And remember, judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. God is not mocked. We have become a nation of fools thumbing our noses at a holy and righteous God. Sodomite marriage that they just now legalized in um, uh, Connecticut. Now it's legalized in California. Now Connecticut, (laughs) here that comes. And that's another thing that, you know, God's going to bring down judgment. It's happening at the same time. Our our economy's melding, too. Kind of a weird coincidence there. Hmm. And then we have the quick and easy no-fault divorce, baby murder, religiosity, hedonism, self-pride, self-will. These are all abominations to God. His judgment is coming soon. If you don't know Him or are a lazy, good-for-nothing Christian, repent. Jesus hates lukewarm. Just see Revelation 3. Put your hand to the plow. Help your fellow believers, uh, according to Galatians 6.2. Submit yourselves, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil, and he will flee unto you. Resist means literally to stand against, to withstand, hence to act in opposition to, or to oppose. To also to strive against, to endeavor to, to counteract, to defeat or frustrate. Now, this video he was talking about was Naomi Wolf. I'm sorry, Naomi Wolf. I said Naomi Campbell. I'm sorry. <laughs> Naomi Wolf, N-A-O-M-I, Wolf. W-O-L-F and it's entitled Give Me Liberty The Troops Are Here uh, YouTube video and then this next article is FEMA sources confirm coming martial law this is the Wayne Madsen report this was from October 8th he says the Wayne Madsen report has learned from knowledgeable federal emergency management agency FEMA sources that the Bush administration is putting the final touches on a plan that would see martial law declared in the United States with various scenarios anticipated as triggers. The triggers include a continuing economic collapse with massive social unrest, bank closures re- resulting in violence against financial institutions. I mean, can you imagine if like you had a hundred grand in there and the banks close and you're, you're out of money, there's going to be massive violence. That's going to give them the excuse to impose martial law. It's going to be done by design. Get your money out now while you still can. And I'm not saying even keep it under the mattress. If you need to, I mean, if there's these things that I mentioned that you need to buy, you're not going to be able to get them soon, most likely. So you better use the money while it's still worth something is the point I'm trying to make. If God convicts you to do that, pray about it first. Get on your knees. Pray and fast if you have to. Okay? Because that's the most powerful way you can get a hold of the Lord. I mean, getting right with the Lord also. Confessing your sins. These types of things. I do have another study I've done. The Biblical Keys to Answered Prayer. The Biblical Keys to Answered Prayer. You can search that out there and see that as well. Because, you know, we want to make sure that um, we're we're acting on uh, what the Lord would have us do. So if... So he goes on, uh, bank closures resulting in violence against financial institutions, another fraudulent presidential election that would result in rioting in major cities and campuses around the country. In addition, Army Corps of Engineers sources report that the assignment of the 3rd Infantry Division 1st Brigade Combat Team to the Northern Command's U.S. Army North is to augment FEMA's forces. Now, we already mentioned them. This is the, you know... Just confirmation. And the federal law enforcement in the imposition of traffic controls, crowd controls, curfews, enhanced border and port security, neighborhood patrols in the event of a national emergency is declared. The BCT was assigned to duties in Iraq before being assigned to the Northern Command. On April 3rd, 2008, Wayne Madison reported on a highly classified document regarding the martial law scenario uh, and has learned from knowledgeable sources within the U.S., 
financial community that an alarming confidential and limited distribution document is circulating among senior members of Congress and their senior staff members. That is a warning of a bleak future in the United States if it does not quickly get its financial house in order. Well, that's impossible to happen. It's a sinking ship. Remember, you can't fix something that's irretrievably broken. You may be able to prop it up a little bit more, but you can't fix it. It's corrupt. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And remember, it's all by design anyway. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is among those who have reportedly read the document. The document is being called the CNR document because it reportedly states that if the United States defaults on loans and debt underwriting from China, China, Japan, and Russia, all of which are propping up the United States government financially, and the United States unilaterally cancels the debts... America can expect a war that will have disastrous results for the United States and the world. The other scenario is that the federal government will be forced to drastically raise taxes. <laughs> you got the highest unemployment rate you know, you know, you've had. You've got the stock markets crumbling. You've got people, businesses going out of work. You've got people totally living off credit or off their savings. And then if you devalue the dollar, and then they're going to raise taxes and then cut all of the government um, appropriations like Social Security and that type of thing. If that isn't a prescription for disaster, I don't know what is. But the, the government may have to drastically raise taxes in order to pay off debts to foreign countries to the point... See, the, the, our, the American government is the worst possible example to the American people in regard to saving money. All they are, are they just borrow, 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 debt, debt, debt. What a great example to the American population. And then they're predicting the people will react with a popular revolution against the government. I'm not advocating that, okay? But I'm saying that there are going to be a certain sect of people that do that, and that's going to probably be the excuse that they have for martial law. So that was the teaching, the two-part teaching that I've been kind of saving up to do. I've, I've been putting it off until I, I've been putting it off until I uh, had a lot more information compiled. Hopefully, I've done justice to this information, and uh, hopefully, you take heed of the information, but also the other things that I mentioned from a biblical, scriptural standpoint, which really is in reality far more important than any peripheral um, event that we're facing right now, or, or any immediate event that we may be facing. Because you have to keep your eyes fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our only hope. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by Him. I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank You for this time that You've given us. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we praise you, we thank you. I do pray, God, that you would forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, or form, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that your mercy would be upon the body of Christ, upon those, Lord God, that eyes are blinded, that, that need to be saved, Lord. I pray, God, that you would save their souls, Father God, that your fear would be upon the body of Christ and upon your enemies and upon this world, Lord, and that that fear would drive people toward repentance, that... Many would be saved and that your name would be glorified as a result of what you're going to do in the coming months and days and times that we would get right with you, Lord, that we would seek your face, that we would humble ourselves and we would turn from our wicked ways, Lord. And, and I just pray, God, for your protective hand to be upon the listeners of this broadcast, upon the body of Christ, upon the orphans, the weak, the meek, the widows, the unborn babies, Lord God, the, the, the children. I pray, Lord God, for your mercy to be upon them. I pray, God, that you would hide them in the cleft of the rock. And that, Lord God, that you would account us worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth. And, Lord God, not just that we would be accounted worthy so we wouldn't have to suffer, but that you would use us mightily in the days to come. In the name of Jesus Christ, that you would use us mightily. And you said in your word that there will be many that will do mighty exploits, Lord God, in your name. And I just pray, God, you give us the kind of faith we need in order to do that. And that we would forgive those who have sinned against us. And that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.